Hey guys, before we start the show today, I wanted to let you know that after I recorded this interview with Alan of Orbital Easel, he decided to offer a special sale for the listeners of the Color Pencil Podcast only from now until September the 30th. If you purchase an Orbital Easel, either large or the small size, the tripod clamp base or the desktop base, just mention the offer code Stay Sharp or email him directly and I'll have a link set up over in the show notes for his email address. He's going to throw in an extra easel top. So you get the small easel top for free. It's a $99 value. So he's throwing that in absolutely free and the pin, of course, that you need. This does not apply to the canvas model, but what an incredible value. An additional top thrown in there for free. Head on over to the show notes to take advantage of that offer before it expires. Hey guys, just a quick reminder about the printable color charts by Barb Sodi Art. If you've not picked up a chart yet, be sure and do that before, I don't know, she changes the price or she no longer offers them. I don't know. Something like that could happen. You never know. Go over and pick them up. It's sort of a palette cleanser in between art projects. It's a great thing to do. And I'll talk just a little bit more about those with Barb in the middle of the show. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Face Value Course, the Sharpened Artist Academy flagship course. Have you been frustrated trying to draw portraits in colored pencil? Do you want to draw people confidently and accurately, but don't know where to start? Or maybe you're just tired of copying another artist's line drawing. I get it. The Face Value Course, now in its fourth year, will give you the tools you need to create your own original portraits. You'll be given a step-by-step system for independent decision-making, bite-sized exercises, and live weekly office hours interaction to keep you accountable. Enrollment for the course is still open, and there's still time for you to join the 2021 cohort. Just go to the show notes for the link before enrollment closes. The Color Pencil Podcast is brought to you by UART Premium Sanded Paper. What makes it different from other sanded papers? One thing is the way that the grain is applied to the paper. There is an electrostatic charge that pulls the grain up towards the paper and is applied from the bottom up. Why does that matter? Because it's an even distribution of the grain to the paper. And so you can have very fine grains, like an 800 grade on the paper, a very velvety kind of touch to the paper. If you've never tried UART sanded paper before, then then go over to the show notes, click on the link, and there are seven different grades to choose from. It comes in a beige and a dark. It comes in sheets, pads, rolled, and mounted boards. And we thank UART Santa Paper for their support of the Colored Pencil Podcast. Welcome to Sharpened Artist, a colored pencil podcast. Weekly discussions in and around this medium that we love so much. Hey there, my name is John Middick of SharpenedArtist.com. This is the Sharpened Artist Color Pencil Podcast. I appreciate you being here week to week. Guys, we just crossed over into another, we, we hit another threshold and broke another record. So we hit over 13,500 unique downloads this month. And we're not even done with the month. So I'm so excited about that. And it's because of you guys listening. So if you like the show, go ahead and leave a rating and or a review. I would appreciate that. 
I'm excited to welcome to the show today, Alan Richrod. Alan is the co-founder of Allen Hill Graphics, and so you might be familiar with the Orbital Easel, and so we're going to be talking about that quite a bit today. But Alan, welcome to the show. Thanks for being on today. Thanks for having me. This is great. Awesome. Okay, so Alan just told me before we started that he's been accused of being an artist, so I wanted to ask him a little bit more about that. So tell me what kind of artist you are, and then, of course, we're going to talk about what made you decide to, you know, develop this product, or how did you get involved with this product? I'm not a serious enough artist to be a professional at it or anything. I'll get a a mad passion to do something in usually colored pencil because it's I like the medium, and well, that's music to our and, ears, right there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about this a little later, but we had uh, you're probably familiar with Gary Green, uh, yeah, who oh, lives. Yeah. Just up the road, about an hour and a half in Marysville, just north me. of Seattle. I and didn't we became know friends with okay. him. Ah. And uh, he's come down and at our old shop in yeah. East County, he came down and gave a couple of different workshops on colored pencil technique and stuff. So, oh, so cool. Yeah. That was, he was one of the neat. first uh, colored pencil artists that I was exposed to. I saw one of his uh, drawings in a book or maybe mm. online or something. And it was just like, what is this? How did, how did he make it look just that beautiful? He just said that, that you, he has that real straight line, everything. Mm-hmm. And, and then this real subtle gradations. It's just amazing. Yeah. Ah, very and, cool. Uh, yeah. He, he's an interesting guy. He's got three bassetones. <laughs> we started, let me think, 2009, 2008, something like that. Okay. And, uh, the original inventor, and if I can share my screen, maybe I'll, I'll do that. Sure. Original inventor of the idea mm-hmm. was a fellow by the name of R.P. Myers, Robert Myers. He lived in Elma, which is just like 20 miles east of here. He also is a lifelong artisan woodworker. And huh. uh, we had, we met through the Grace Harbor Fine Woodworking Guild, which actually doesn't exist anymore, but. Oh, um, that's too bad. R.P., uh, he's an inventor. He's been a home designer and he worked with, I think it was Lowe's as their, uh, designer for people would want ah. houses and they would, he would do the drawings for them and stuff. He also is a carver and doesn't do anything straight, flat around. Everything is, is free form. What started it was he wanted a device that would hold an odd piece of wood. The particular piece of wood he had was about an eighth of an inch thick. It was kind of a U-shaped piece of maple. And he was mm. making a bowl out of it. And he uh-huh. couldn't figure out how to hold it. The, the common way to hold a carving like that is to either glue it to a board or uh, screw it to a sacrificial board and clamp it. And he didn't want to do any of that. Didn't want to damage oh, the piece. Oh, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. he says, uh, and he says, I want something that will hold something like this. And, you know, he got his wife to hold it. And that's what I try to do. And so he said, I spent four months on the internet looking for something, couldn't find anything. So I had to invent it myself. <laughs> and okay, that's the original incarnation of what the product became called the uh, grip all jaws. These plastic arms rotate and these fingers are uh, encased in a, a PVC material that has a little bit of a tack to it. Uh, so, okay. I, 
uh, it holds and kind of seizes um, up on it or something. Is that what? It uh, does? yeah, it like it right. grips it or something. Okay, it uh, yeah, that's ex- that's exactly right. Yeah. That particular device led mm-hmm. to this because he couldn't carry his workbench to shows to show people what this was because this was completely new on the market. Nobody had ever seen anything like this. Yeah. So he made made a a little traveling vice work table thing and every time he'd show it people would say well i want that thing and so yeah he made <laughs> he we came up with this and he said i'll go one better i'll make it till and uh so and this comes with a vice and hmm. uh that's the what we call a tilt top portable model it's portable it's 40 pounds but it has a handle so it's portable mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is a fellow in spokane that makes mandolins the idea is that this this device will hold any shape. There's really we haven't found anything yet that we can't put in here that'll hold securely. And uh the those black pins sit into that it's it's UHMW plastic, uh, very high molecular weight, ultra high molecular weight. And they have threads on the bottom that bite into the plastic and you you can crank it down and we've actually never had anybody crush anything with it, but you possibly could. Uh, yeah, but just enough for, to securely hold it in place, I guess. Yeah, um, that's exactly right. And yeah, that's um, fantastic. Now, I have played a mandolin before, just in case anyone's wondering. No one was wondering, it, but anyway. <laughs> it's like a guitar, only completely different. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's string to a violin, so it's kind of a cool yeah, little instrument. <laughs> Well, this was the next iteration, the Grip All Jaws Orbital Holding System, because now we're getting into it now not only tilts, it swivels. Odd looking. Yeah. And, ah. uh, but this is the kind of stuff that he makes. And see, I mean, how do you, how do you hold that in a regular vice? Uh, sure. That, that's odd. Now, this one, this is an older picture. This has clamps holding it on. We now ship it with a clamp that holds it onto the bench. But mm. We're a tiny little company, so we can do custom stuff. We can do whatever people might want. One of our biggest markets turned out to be gourd carvers about 2009 or 10 or so. This lady, she heard about this and said, can you hold a gourd for gourd carving? And we said, what's gourd carving? She was the president of the Washington State Gourd Society. So we took this down to her to see if it would work. Here she's cleaning out the inside. Yeah. And she said, okay, well, you're not leaving wow. with this thing. How much is it? And she took it to a show and mm-hmm. we sold 32 units. Oh, she was dragging wow. people over. You have to have this. I'm sure great. as soon as they see it, what it, how versatile it is and what it can yeah. do. That's amazing. Well, and RP's wife is a watercolor artist. And so she said one evening, can you apply this to... Uh, this idea of the tilt and swivel and everything to so she had a regular, the idea to apply it to yeah art, she was I the guess, trigger like that. that for the flat okay. work art because if you make it too big then it's mm-hmm. just too big and uh, if yeah. it's too small then it's not big enough for people to use big stuff so we went to a, an art uh, art supply in Olympia and they had watercolor paper and this is was originally called the half sheet it was sized to a half sheet of watercolor paper which was twenty. Mm-hmm. Two by 44, I think, was the full sheet. So we make this size and then another smaller size that's 13 by 17 for a quarter sheet. Hmm. Of course, it 
tilts and swivels and does all that. Mm -hmm. The Color Pencil Podcast is brought to you by UART Premium Sanded Paper. There are so many different advantages to using a sanded paper, such as using lighter pencils like white over dark areas. That's just one of the advantages. So that flexibility allows you to keep on layering over and over again. If you've never tried sanded paper before, go over to the show notes and click on the link to get your first batch of UART Premium Sanded Paper. And we thank UART for their support of the Color Pencil Podcast. Barb, let's talk for a second about these color charts. There are still artists who have had questions about them and have not picked them up yet. So what would you say? What's the biggest reason why you think a new color pencil artist or an old one like myself uh, <laughs> might want to pick one of these up and start using it. Yeah, I think the the biggest advantage to having these charts is that most color pencil artists, once you start getting into colored pencil, it becomes a bit of an obsession. So, you know, Definitely. you start getting all of the brands and it can be really hard to keep them straight. And I find even for myself, there are certain brands I tend to use more in my artwork, but every now and then I want to venture out or a certain color pencil line has a, a slightly different you know, that perfect color that I need for a piece. So having these charts for me just makes it really easy to reference that and grab the right color and forget the guesswork because a lot of times what can happen is even the barrel of the pencil isn't necessarily accurate to what the pencil looks like when you actually use it. So right. what, what I find is really helpful about this because you're filling them in yourself with the pencils that you own, you're getting a really accurate color representation. No need for having a scrap piece of paper all the time now beside you while you're working. You just have to reference your chart. You just have to fill them in, do the work once, and then you have it as a resource for you over and over again. Awesome. Even relying on those tips, guys. I mean, don't rely on the tip. To tell you the color, that can be very deceiving as well, as we all know. So go over to the show notes and we'll have a link set up for you over there. So the largest right now still is is the 22 by 44. Is that right? Uh, the largest stock one. Now, we have made several different sizes. We made one for a lady in California that teaches Zentangle, and she wanted a 20, uh, 20 by 20. And we have a vacuum base with a lever on it. You know, and she mm -hmm. sticks it to a whiteboard so she can hold, you know, she can do her demonstrations so the class can yeah. see it. That's awesome. Yeah. Gary Green. He wanted an easel that was uh, about 30 by 40 inches because he does big stuff. We were able to do one for him. That's yeah. about as big as you, it would go. And we don't offer it because it's a real pain to make. The, mm -hmm. When you get too big, you can't reach around to turn the knob oh, to, to adjust, adjust it. it yeah yeah so we sense. made a special arm and then all that kind of stuff yeah he does he does huge huge work yeah i saw yeah. one of his i don't remember the name of the piece but it was a bunch of uh baseball mitts i believe oh um i think i know uh, that just kind of yeah just kind of sitting there different leather mitts you know yeah so when it gets that large is it still like sturdy enough is there any stability kind of issues yeah. with it or yeah, it's the okay. same base when I showed the orbital holding system with the you know okay. clamp on thing with the fingers. Uh, yeah, is it is it uh, the lighter is one piece of wood we, though? Is it larger or anything like that? No, it's the same base. But mm -hmm. we tell people with that unit that the 
weight capacity is 20 pounds. Yeah. It's actually more than that. Uh. But what gives way is um, that base is made for us by a company out of, out of Reno, Nevada. And okay. um, it you can clamp it down, but it may not be stable enough over 20 pounds. Although, you know, a, a flatwork art project is not going to be that heavy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's not a, right. a problem. But uh, right. this material we use, it's a high density resin with an aluminum skin that has an epoxy coating on it. And okay. so it's real smooth, real flat. It's really strong. We were at a calligraphy show and mm. one of the people that was there was Sheila Waters, who is the preeminent calligraphy instructor in the world. Uh, really nice lady. And mm-hmm. they were giving classes and she had a half hour lunch and she came running over to our table at lunch and she says, can you send that to my home in Philadelphia? And I said, yeah, we can do that. So it's okay. Some word of mouth. It sounds like a lot. Yeah. And um, Sheila does a lot of, uh, roundels in calligraphy where it's the image is in a circle and okay. this allows you to do that because you can tighten Keep that moving nut it up and, and it'll move and stay where you put yeah. it. Uh, or yeah. you can tighten it way up and it'll stay, period. Uh, or you can loosen it up and be nice and floppy with it. And uh, mm. the, the canvas model, it has okay. uh, strips of Velcro on mm-hmm. the surface. And then we supply a big, long strip of little dots that you put on the back of oh. framed canvas or your canvas sure. board yeah. or, you know, masonite or whatever you're working on. A lot of your clients, I guess, might be calligraphers then, I guess. Um Mostly watercolors. I'll tell you the, the okay. biggest, uh, it's people who have movement problems and pain, back pain, yeah. neck pain, that sort of thing. I and can see that. Yeah. As we get older, it kind of yeah. creeps up on you, but right, uh, right. we sell a lot of units to people like that and mm. all over the world. I just shipped one to, or last couple of weeks ago, I shipped one to Switzerland and then one to Australia. Hmm. Both in the same situation where the people can't bend over a flat easel anymore. Yeah. And they don't, didn't like the stand up one because they couldn't move around. So. Are you selling yeah. more of like the, the easel model or, yeah, or the amount the of easels? Uh, okay. It's not a mega business. We decided not to go mm-hmm. that route. We were going to go with distribution and everything, but that's really mm-hmm. expensive. Mm-hmm. So we do everything in house. And, okay. you know, we offer the, the two words that everybody likes to hear are free shipping. So yeah. <laughs> across the country, not, not worldwide. We ship worldwide, but uh, we have to charge for that because that changes. Oh, okay. You know. Okay. Continental US. Is that yeah. Right? Okay. I was a production CNC machinist for 13 years and I learned how ah, to, okay. you know, set up uh, yeah. for making quantities of things. And, and right, so we do right. that. We have in our shipping department, we have all the pieces ready to go. And if somebody wants one, we just stick it together and put it in a box. So in the color pencil community, we don't have as many artists that work outside like that, but we do mm. some. So tripod model, which is the regular tilt swivel base, but it's on a smaller yeah. board. It has a tripod adapter in the bottom so that you can screw it to a regular tripod. Oh, okay. Uh, like a quarter inch mm. screw. Uh, yeah, probably, it's a quarter, I guess. 20 screw. We tell people to yeah. use a heavy duty tripod, like a Bogan or a Manfrotto or something, because the, mm-hmm. the $14 ones you get at Walmart. They're, they're kind of yeah. spindly. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, right. I would think putting a, a sandbag or saddlebag on your uh, tripod also would, would help mm-hmm. a little bit with that. Just the stability of it. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> very, very cool. Yeah. We do sell a lot to colored pencil artists, though. Yeah. Because you slow can move medium, it. and we spend a lot of time yeah. at the easel. <laughs> well, yeah, it is a very time-consuming yeah. and medium. And Gary yeah. is, he's uh, real adamant about this. You know, if you're looking to sit down during lunch and create a painting and be done with your sandwich by the time you're done, well, forget it. Because it can <laughs> yeah, take that, that won't weeks work. and weeks and weeks. <laughs> a lot of people like the idea that you can swivel it around and move it to a position where you're not going to disturb what you've already done, smear the work yeah. or anything. Yeah, exactly. And, um, watercolorists like the fact that you can, you can put watercolor down and maybe overwash it and then steer it so that it'll go wherever mm, you want it to go. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah. that's abstract because artists that is, use it a lot. That is a, a possibility with some of those uh, H-frame easels and but what you have mm-hmm. happening is it's like it's big production to get it to lay flat, you know, and then halt, do it upright. And you got like four knobs to turn mm-hmm. all at the same time. But I, I could see where that would be much more accessible. So that little clamp or the little um, hand uh, knob, what's that called? What do you what do you guys call it? Oh, the the, the base the the, tensioner. It's, yeah, I mean, does it work just like a ball head on a tripod, like a? Yeah, a tripod mount ball head is that okay? That's very what I was similar. Thinking. It's it's got okay, a, yeah. a split ball uh, that clamps around a pin, and then when you mm-hmm. tighten it up, then that ball yeah crunches around the pin. There's an expansion in the the socket which keeps everything together. Yeah, but uh, you can tighten it down to where it will stay wherever you want, and a lot of people will loosen it up. A little bit so that it will stay where you put it, but you can move it easily without having to loosen it. And then you, if you yeah, want, you can loosen okay, it that, to where it's that's floppy. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's pretty. Gotcha, neat. gotcha. Yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I, I like that idea. So I can move it quickly if I wanted to. If I'm working yeah. in one spot and then just quickly move it with a little bit of force, and uh, then I don't have to keep going back to uh the knob and messing right. with that that's right and that's kind of a neat idea I you like don't that. have to <laughs> i've got one that i use that's i don't know it's 10 years old now and i've never mm-hmm. had any problems with it you know getting loose and uh, uh, flopping around unless i want it to uh the only hassle yeah. with the tripod is that when you most tripods have a head on them so that you have the tilt and swivel capacity in the head yeah so you end up fighting each other until you just lay it lay the head level and put this on there and use that. Yeah. Then that's then gotta fine. be the best way to do that. I would think. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Tape your paper down to this easel surface like you would anywhere else. And then, and then you could fasten it down, but it'll still move. And everything that we make, we use, you know, so it mm-hmm. comes out of practical experience. You know, it's the best way to do it, right? Uh, you get feedback from your customer base and then mm-hmm. iterate and improve on whatever the products are. Um, and we've done and this that. was born they, out of a necessity too. So that's yeah, that's it was really born awesome. out of a necessity. And yeah. uh, we've had a, we had a customer actually that <clears throat> originally the 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 easel surface is gloss white on one side and flat white on the other. And mm-hmm. somebody said, "Well, the gloss it's smooth and everything, but it does glare in a window." Reflection, huh? And uh, I, yeah. we'd never thought of that. And yeah, so now we turn it over and use the matte side. <laughs> 
Ah, uh, uh, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, we've never had a unit return because the people somebody didn't like it. We had one nice. return for damage, but we just replace it, you know. Uh-huh. And we sent a orbital holding system to a carver in uh, Florida, and he wanted to know if he could send it back. He says, "I'm 96 years old, and this thing works great, but that's not the way I carve. I just put it in my hand and carve awake, and I send it back." And we huh. uh, sure, you know, here we'll send you a call tag. You stick it on the box, and won't cost you a dime. And he yeah. said, but your, your product is really good. So even the one guy that didn't like it, liked it. So yeah, it still, still had high praise for it. That's a, yeah. that's a good testimonial right there. <laughs> that's awesome. The clamp base, which clamps to up to two inches thick, uh, a work surface. And then the, the oh, okay. what we call the desktop base, which is, is a larger, large piece of maple plywood. And then that just counterbalances and it sits flat uh, on, on a table. And, yeah. Uh, because how uh, thick some people is that glass. maple wood? Oh yeah, it's uh, three quarters of an inch thick. Okay, and, okay, and it weighs four or five pounds, I think. Uh, well, the shipping weight is thirteen pounds for the. I uh, like the that unit. idea a lot. Yeah, um, and it's got because little of that feet underneath it, and so on a smooth surface, yeah. it's not going to move around. Right, right. Yeah, I think that if I had a a clamp uh on my table i might hit it with my knees or something although you're back away from your table when you do that when you have the, yeah it's about the uh, mount well if you if you if you hold it vertically it's about five mm-hmm. inches away from the edge of the table okay yeah and uh, uh we we do make an extender now that sets it out another seven inches there are some people who really have movement issues and uh, mm, we've been mm-hmm. able to help with that. That that's mm. really satisfying when it, people can't do their art that they love, and then you be you're able to get them something that allows them to do that. That's that's why it's we're like doing a this. reticulating arm or something like that. No, it's just a, like a scissor. It's, it's made out of laminated wood, and it clamps okay. to the edge of the workbench, uh, okay. like the regular base wood. And there's a a platform that sticks out, and then instead of the the work surface uh, or your, your workbench or whatever, your clamp to that. Uh-huh. And then that's yeah. a, away from the, from okay. the edge of your table. Interesting. Okay. Very cool. Um, well, this is a color pencil podcast. So I have to ask you while we wrap up here, what is your favorite color pencil brand? Like what, um, <clears throat> what brand of pencil do you like? Or do you have a preference? Uh, you probably well, don't use... do color pencil every day, but. I don't I do it every day, <laughs> but I have used several brands. My I, my wife does a lot more color pencil than I do, and we've gone through about every brand there is. Um, we I just recently got her some uh, Castle, I think, out of England. But I oh. use I prefer Faber Castell. Oh yeah, the uh, Polychromos that, of yeah of the Polychromos yeah and, yeah. And, you know, I got my Cannabisine there, and I can you know, move the color around if I need to, and. Of course, they make yeah. a watercolor version too. Um, yeah, and my wife was a absolute devotee of Prismacolor until Prismacolor got bought out by somebody. Ever heard Faber or whoever it was? And uh-huh. has always complained that they've changed the formulation and uh, the, uh, the core yeah. doesn't stay in place like it should. Her, her use of colored pencils is dependent on what she's doing. 
Uh, she does yeah. a lot of okay. freeform art and there's mm-hmm. uh, times when she'll use those, you know, those big color pencils with like four or five colors in them. And, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And those, use that yeah. to do, like she'll do envelopes oh, and do neat. calligraphy on an envelope. All right. So in wrapping up here, Alan, appreciate your time so much. Is there anything you want to cover in closing here? Uh, well, it, it, the products have been out there long enough that people understand them. We do offer free shipping and we ship within 24 hours uh, because our shipping department is between the, our house uh, and shop and the shipping department is the UPS shipper. So we can just drop oh, it off. Nice. Yeah. Right there. And <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. And you can order Perfect. directly online uh, at our website. If you're ordering from a foreign country, it'll handle the exchange. You don't have to do anything. Put in your card number and it, everything's handled. Oh, and very cool. Really slick. It's a, it's a nice website, guys. You got to go over and check it out. Um, and there We're is gonna a We're going to remodel it at some two. point. Well, you know what? It's functional. It works. And mm-hmm. uh, it's nice. There's uh, enough white space that you can see what and read what the product is. There's images and there's videos. So yeah. it works. Go check that out for sure. Alan, it has been such a pleasure having you on the show. Really appreciate you taking the time out of your day and uh, talking with me today. Oh, not at all. The pleasure is mine. Awesome. All right, guys. If you are interested in ordering your own orbital holding system, go over to the show notes, sharpenedartist.com slash podcast, and have a link set up for you over there. Everything else that we talked about, if we'll, we'll link to it in the show notes over there. Appreciate you listening. Like I said at the top of the show, consider leaving a rating and or a review. If you want to reach out to the show, you could do that at any time. Just email podcast at sharpenedartist.com. And I will talk to you again next week. And until then, take care and stay sharp. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. All the show notes can be found at www.sharpenedartist.com.